0: This is the Kaniac Report. I am Sam Wallace. And I am Sam Driscoll. And you know what? What? It's time for Carolina Hurricanes Hockey.
1: Yes, it is. All right, guys. so I hope you guys have had a fantastic week. We are so excited as this week is the start of actual, actually some hockey. I know it's preseason, but um, we're getting some hockey this week. I'm very excited.
0: Yes, and one of the more enjoyable things about preseason hockey, because it doesn't matter, is you get to see a lot of players that you might not get to see on a regular basis anyway. And that's always fun to kind of get an idea of what's in the system. Um, it's fun to see what, what's available. And um, it's going to be enjoyable. I'm looking forward to seeing these players get a shot because it's training camp. And, you know, you might have one of those guys who makes it out of nowhere. So that's the the hope. And you always hope for that stud to to show up in your training camp.
1: Exactly. And Seth Jarvis was that guy last year. Uh, He really surprised everybody. I mean, I know he was a high first-round pick. But it was still a bit of a surprise. So what we'll be going through today is some NHL news for you guys, along with some Canes news. And then we're going to finally give you our season preview for the Carolina Hurricanes. Just note, once the season actually starts, we will be doing away with the NHL news and focus on the games. So, uh, to start things off, we actually have a trade to announce uh, uh, last week, uh, I believe this was a few days ago, the Rangers traded Nils Lundqvist, who has requested for a trade before this, uh, to Dallas, and they get a, a 2023 first-round pick that's top-10 protected, along with a 2025 fourth-round pick. There's a condition on that, too, I believe, of how many games Lundqvist plays. But what do you think of that uh, deal?
0: I mean, that's a player that... Um Elliott Friedman reported Dallas has won it since that draft. Uh, they were going to try and trade for a pick, but the one after the Rangers, but the Rangers drafted him. That pick, so the deal fell through. Dallas has wanted this player for a long time. They finally got him. They were willing to, to trade to, to move up. Um, good for you know Dallas going out and getting the player that they wanted.
1: Yeah, good for Dallas, and he's a good young player who has – I believe, uh, top four potential uh, from what I have heard from uh, people and just from a little bit of what I've seen him play in the NHL. Yeah. So Dallas got, I think, a good young player. And, of course, that probably tips things in speculation of Ethan Bear, which we'll get to in
0: just a second. And this also benefits Dallas. This is the team that was looking to replace a big hole when they got when, um John Klingberg left. Yeah, Klingberg left. Um, Dallas, so this is their way of filling that hole with a cheaper contract at the moment. So it works out for for Dallas. It works out for New York. New York is a team that's a contender who just got a first round draft pick.
1: Yeah, and there have been speculations of the Rangers actually wanting Patrick Kane, and I think they might use one of these picks. In order to get him, I hope he doesn't come to the Rangers because we are Kane's fans. This is a Kane's pod center podcast. Yeah, uh,
0: Kane coming to the Metro Division or to the Eastern Conference is a disaster for Carolina. One, whichever team that's in a playoff spot that gets him, I, I honestly think is going to be immediate um, cup contender and they're going to be the favorite to move out of the Eastern Conference to the Stanley Cup Finals. I think if New York gets him, I think that kind of spells any kind of potential. Uh, I I think that seriously dampens the Hurricanes' chances of winning the Stanley Cup, and I'm an advocate for Carolina going out and trying to get Patrick Kane. You know that. A lot of people have known that. I I support that idea. I think it's a mistake if you're not in those calls. I think it's a mistake if you're not willing to give up the first-round draft pick to get that player. I think it'd be a mistake if you're not willing to give up Marty Natchez for that player. Right, I know it's so. I know you don't want to trade the house away, but if you're trying to win a Stanley Cup, no offense to Natchez, I'd rather have Patrick Kane. If you feel that this is a year to do it, you want Patrick Kane.
1: Yeah, unless Natchez has some breakout
0: season. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if Natchez is scoring like on a, you know, like a thirty forty goal pace, you don't trade him. Yeah, you don't. Um, you know, another player, I think Carolina would need the tar. You know, this is if Kane comes to the East, you, you would say Carolina definitely just has to go and look for a player. Again, everyone knows this too. I want Tarasanko to in a Hurricane's uniform. I believe he will be playing in a Hurricane's uniform. Uh, my bold prediction is he'll be a Hurricane at the very, l- at the very latest next season. Thank you, Science and Carolina in the off season.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. And also this past week, we've had some notable players retire chara pk suban and keith yandel all defensemen
0: yeah all very good defensemen pk suban the most offensive defenseman of the three he he was very good in montreal he was good in nashville he was not so good in new New jersey Jersey. no i mean that's unfortunate for him but i mean you know it is what it is with that player um he was also had a reputation for for playing a little bit underhanded and a little bit dirty um But, you know, no one can argue he had a very high offensive IQ uh, talent. Uh, PK Subban, power play quarterback, um, scored a lot of points, especially for Montreal. So, good player. Good, you know, good luck in retirement. I expect him to be pretty active still, whether it's in broadcasting or hosting a show or something. I've heard that hosting a show is something that's probably going to happen with Subban. I, I think he'll do, he'll do great. Um, well, he has a charisma. To, absolutely to
1: himself so i think being in broadcast will be excellent absolutely
0: him. yeah and he'll be good at it um zidane ochara you know class act good hockey player one of the best defensemen ever definitely a hall of fame hall of famer um when he becomes eligible for sure solid defenseman one of the biggest player in the national hockey league for the longest time um kind of hard to imagine <laughs> uh, uh this you know uh uh an nhl season without Chara in it so that's it's sad but it's expected he's an older player but he had a really 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 great career would have liked to have um seen him maybe on a cup contender this year and go out with a bang but that didn't work out he decided to retire um keith yandel my favorite of the three you know he had that iron man streak that was snapped when oh they, he um, did and they, he was snapped when they benched him for some younger players. Understandable, I, I think it was the wrong move. I was pretty adamant on that on Twitter. I thought it was the wrong move. I think you know you're you're not a good team. Let let you know let him keep going. But uh, good for good for Yandel on a retirement. I thought maybe he would play another season because I thought he was still had some gas left in the tank. But um, congratulations to him on retiring. Chara and Suban all. Class, you know, all very, very good defensemen in their own right.
1: Yeah, they are, and I, I mean, to me, the most surprising person among the three was probably Subban because Subban, I believe, I could be wrong, is the youngest, and I thought someone would have signed him. The thing from what I've heard from Elliot Friedman is that uh, he had been offered uh, to go. To a team, but he turned that down, I believe, and um, decided to retire. And I mean, in the cap strap world right now that the NHL is in, it's kind of hard for some players to get what they want.
0: Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. Um, PK Subban wasn't going to get anything above league minimum. He hasn't been very good for a long time.
1: Yeah, he 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 had some struggles in New Jersey, uh, but back in Nashville and Montreal, he I mean he
0: was dynamite. Absolutely, I mean that's when he scored the bulk of his points. But I mean, you know, if you just want to talk about his career, last season he only had twenty two points, five goals, seventeen assists, and he was on a pretty big contract. Um, He never got into double digit points, double digit goals in New Jersey. He did in Nashville a couple times and then in Montreal, that's kind of where he was really good. He had a couple of 45 plus 40 plus assist seasons Had one in Nashville too. But, you know, at the end of the day, it just, um, it's his choice. Yeah. And you never know. I mean, he's, he was, a you know, a good, like I said, good hockey player, uh, good for him, uh, on, you know, retiring, you know, standing up for what he thought he should have. So, You know, just moving on. Yeah.
1: And uh, some other big news is Nathan McKinnon uh, extended his contract for the next what feels like a decade, but actually eight years. Yep. uh, With Colorado, $12.6 million contract, which is more than McDavid. You well, had twelve point five. When you look
0: at it, uh, one has a Stanley Cup, one does not. So, exactly, I would, I would argue that McKinnon has earned to be paid more than McDavid. I love to stick it to the Oilers because, well, we won a Stanley Cup against them. So, screw Edmonton. Um, I'm very happy. I don't. I, I'm sick of hearing about McDavid. Good, he's you know, yeah, he's going to score the most points every season. Come talk to me when he's won a cup. Come talk to me when he when he plays the best talent in the league that he gets shut down. He played McKinnon. And Kale McCarr and they shut him down. When Edmonton plays Carolina, Aho and Slavin shut him down. So, you know, yeah, McKinnon deserved the contract.
1: Oh, he did. And for eight years, I mean, good for Colorado <laughs> of extending him for that long. Because if you lose McKinnon, that's it. That's a big hole in yeah. your lineup.
0: You know, obviously, it's going to become a. a they'll get cap strapped at some point for sure. Um, But that was a contract that well-deserved for McKinnon, well-deserved for McKinnon. So uh, congratulations again to Colorado on winning the cup to McKinnon on winning a cup that franchise like Carolina kind of went through some rough patches too. well-earned cup for them. The player well-deserved, well-deserved salary.
1: Oh, definitely. And also what uh, started a, couple of days ago, as we're recording this, training camp yep. has officially begun. And there have been uh, some few injuries lately um, mm-hmm. related to that. Uh, Philadelphia got hit hard with Sean Gatorier being out again and Ryan Ellis.
0: Well, Ryan Ellis hasn't even played in a flyer uniform yet. I mean, the guy's been hurt for a significant amount of time. He just can't seem to get healthy yet, kind of like Jake Gardner just unable to to get to where he needs to be. Um I, I hope he, I, I've always been a fan of Ellis. I really want to see him succeed and I think when he comes back into to Philadelphia, I, I think that's gonna be um one of the um biggest helps to that roster. And to that locker room. I, I think Ellis is much needed there. Um, I think he could bring a lot of stability. So, you know, hopefully he gets healthy soon. Um I had not heard of Cop getting hurt, so that's news to me. Yeah, now. Cop
1: and Fabry from Detroit mm. uh, got deemed up. And I put a minor player in Timothy Lillage Grain, uh from Toronto. He got hurt. He's more of a six well third mm, pair defenseman Toronto's pretty
0: beat up on the back end right now, so they're 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 not healthy. I think, yeah. they're, they're, I think they're they I think their top defenseman's hurt right now. Um so they're in a place where Was it Jake Muzzin, I believe. I think so. He's hurt. I mean, you know, call, Toronto Toronto is a big question mark this year for goaltending purposes, so we'll see what happens in that organization yeah but um
1: i didn't list all the players on here because i just think it would just be redundant listing that player after yeah player but it's after also player. training camp right but so, it is training camp
0: you no know, players aren't going to be 100 healthy and you know if you're if your best players are aren't healthy right away don't play them it's training camp they'll be fine they'll be ready to go they're athletes they're professionals they'll be fine um,
1: now let's get on to some Kane's news. Yes. Uh, Jake Gardner is expected to be put on LCIR per Luke DeCock on Twitter. Um, I tweeted this out when we heard about this. And I was not expecting Jake Gardner to be in the lineup. Even if he got the chance. But... I feel bad for him because he wasn't given the chance, though. Yeah. I'd, I'd be much better if he was given the chance and then just missed it because he just couldn't
0: perform. Get, perform. Well, so I don't know what's going on with Jake Gardner. There really hasn't been a lot of reports on it other than just he had a setback. That that was the official word from the organization is what Rob Randomore said. It's a setback. Yeah. So does that mean it's LTIR? Does that mean he's you know not quite ready to play but you know he might be ready by the start of the season is this you know we'll have an idea once they put play because they haven't put i don't think patch ready on ltir yet or Jake gardner so it's expected cap friendly actually has them both on ltir they just haven't
1: put the actual contracts into the equation
0: yet okay so it's a matter of time before they probably make that move. I don't know about Jake Gardner. I really wanted to see him compete for a spot because the potential, because the upside to Jake Gardner is so high and the, and the desperate need from Carolina to have that power play two quarterback is high. So, you know, if, if Gardner comes back healthy and the Jake Gardner that was the year before he came to Carolina, awesome. We've got our power play two quarterback, but will not be that way probably if he had a setback already. And he is a very, very far out from his surgery. That makes me think he is easily dinged up. So, and I just
1: don't expect him to have another opportunity because I thought this was his best chance
0: to have that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, also he might retire. So yeah, he might, there's that too, but you know, they'll LTI arm. If he doesn't play for the season again, then that's it doesn't matter his contracts up and he's off the books um so then we have to worry about patch when he comes back he's been around the facility in the boot so he's around the team he's not going to be an unfamiliar face when he joins the squad my only concern is carolina treating him as their trade deadline acquisition i don't want that yeah that's my concern too like don't do that that's stupid if you have the team getting Patrick Kane in the East, well, good God, you need to go out and find someone yourself. And if it means trading away this year's first round draft pick, we'll trade this first round this year's first round draft pick away. If you're in the top three, you're you you're making the playoffs at that stage. You're going to be a top contender. You are a top contender. Get better. That's what screwed Carolina the last couple of years is they don't do anything at the deadline. Last time it was um, Hawk and Paw. Cool. And at then Domi this past season. Yeah, I mean, Domi better probably better but acquisition than the, it didn't move the needle. No, I mean, all, I mean, it gave us a win in, I guess you could say, Game Seven against Boston. But no, I mean, it's it's a it is a mistake to do you know to to not do something at the deadline. But you know, that's me going on the rant. Uh, the next thing is Ethan Bear uh, trade rumors. Uh, I'm okay with that. If he wants to be traded away, let him go. It's two million off your books yeah
1: i wouldn't mind an ethan bear trade the only thing about him being traded in the rumor mill is him going to vancouver vancouver is like i told you earlier today they are 2.7 million dollars over the cap we are 2.6 million over i can't see him going to vancouver with that circumstance unless they get very creative
0: I'm okay with trading Ethan Bear to anybody who wants him. I don't think he's that good of a hockey player. I think he was got good last season. I know there is a certain journalist out there who likes him, oh, whatever. But um, I, I don't think Ethan Bear is all that good. Um, just like I don't think Hayden Flurry is all that good, and Jake Bean wasn't all that good. I think you have a similar player here who you, you're trying to force that's just not gonna work out
1: i prefer hayden flurry out of those three actually yeah and,
0: and i honestly would too but i of, at the end of the day you have calvin dehan on pto i've uh, out signed dehan i i'd be
1: surprised if we don't sign dehan after Go- the news of the gardener
0: so adam gold believes that calvin dehan will be in the opening night lineup i agree Oh, I do too. He believes Derek Stepan might be in the opening lineup. I believe he will be on the roster opening night. Um, so I believe Stepan and DeHaan, especially with the cap space that we're going to have due to LTIR. Yeah, you mean you sign them? If you don't, I mean, Carolina will find a way to get rid of a contract. If they have to get rid of a contract, that's not going to be a problem. But, um, yeah, I expect Stepan and, um, and DeHaan both to be have NHL contracts with the Carolina Hurricanes.
1: Yeah. So now let's get on to our official season preview. Uh, one of our segments, we will be predicting the lineup. And I think that'd be fun. Uh, let's start with you. Uh, we kind of started with me during the standing predictions. So let's start with you on who do you think will be in the opening lineup?
0: Well, I think we'll start from the goalie out. Um I think it's obvious who you know Anderson's gonna be your number one goaltender. Opening night he'll be in the crease, barring any major injury. Um Ronta will be the backup goaltender. Really? Um, <laughs> I know there are some people out I'm there just kidding. Who, I'm who, just kidding. Who, who might like Kochetkov to be the backup, but I think it's good for Kochetkov for development purposes, for just him and you know, he hasn't played over here that long. Give him the crease in Chicago. That's huge for him. He gets to be the starter there. He is the best goaltender in that system. Let him go. Let him just tear it up in in, Chica- in Chicago, which he will.
1: Oh, I do too. Well, he hasn't had a full year in Chicago. No, and that's so what's going to be it. good
0: for him, right? Um, he just he's off a Calder Cup championship that he helped lead them there. Um, I expect a lot of really great things from Kuchetkov. Um, and and you know it's important to know you know. I'll sidetracking obviously a little tangent but uh you know anderson and ronta's contracts up at the end of the year so gotta have those thoughts as well uh moving on to the defense my bottom pairing kind of also shows my disdain for ethan bear um i have calvin dehan and Coglin as my bottom pairing defenseman i think Coglin does well and camp and i think he shows up and he'll take a bottom spot here um I have Chatfield starting the year in Chicago. He's on a two-way deal. It makes sense to put him in Chicago to start the year. Uh, Shea Pesci, then Slavin Burns. You know, that's just obvious. I don't think that's going to Oh, yeah, be, that's really obvious. Can change. Uh, my fourth line forward is Martinook, Drury, and Kasha. Um, I have an asterisk by Martinook. I think if he doesn't have the A on his jersey this year, he becomes more expendable, in which case I would put Stepan in that position. Um, again, I, I don't think Mark, I think Martinuk is the, the worst forward we have in the roster. Um, but as long as he has a letter, he will always be in the, in the lineup. Exactly. He will. Uh, I, next line, I saw this in training camp and I, I fell in love with the idea, um, I have Stahl, Fost, and Stasny. Stasny replacing Nina Ryder. I think that's a good lineup because Stasny can produce offense. Nina Ryder could too, so that's a good replacement there in that line. He's a good veteran. He got two solid veterans, and Stasny can take face too. So if Stahl gets booted, Stasny can slide right in. Um, my second line is Jarvis, KK, and Natchez. I got a really young line there, but I think that's going to be good for them. The one thing I could see potentially happening on occasions is you might slide Jarvis and Sne- you know Jarvis down, maybe Svechnikov, you know I, I can see that you know Jarvis, Svechnikov, Stasny, and Turbo maybe kind of interchanging sometimes, just to kind of maybe give KK or HC that need needed veteran presence on that line because right now you know Svechnikov and Teravinen Tur- are veterans at this point in the league; they've been in there for a little while now. Um, in them first line is Svechnikov, Ajo, and Turbo. I think that's going to be how it starts. I don't believe that's going to be how it continues. Uh, I think opening lineup, opening night, the tens. I, I think that will be where they go. You know the what tried and true, but I think eventually Jarvis will end up being on that first line with um, Aho and Taravainen because Rob Rendall doesn't like to really roll with Svech Aho and Turbo off that long. But I think you start out that way to get going then Jarvis probably moves up to that top line but i could see you know Jarvis and Fetch i 100% see that can be flip flopped because your top two lines are elite you know if KK plays very well if Natchez plays very well you have two of the top lines in hockey but another thing to think about too and this is more of Martinook again when Paccheretti comes back who is left out and no offense to Martinook I'm not benching Stasny unless he's having a piss-poor season, pardon my French. Um, I don't want to bench Drury for the same reason. He's a young player, and he's good. Kasha, unless he's hurt, doesn't make sense there either. If he's playing healthy, he's probably scoring goals. And I can see Kasha moving up into that third line at some point. Maybe Kasha and Foss Flip flop, right? So I mean, these lines are so good. You know, this roster is so good because you can see anybody, even on that fourth line, Kasha and Drury can play in the top six. It's a hundred percent possible. If they're really, really good, they can move up. Maybe KK falters, but Drury proves that he can be that second line center, right? So I mean, that's possible too. I just, again, who do you bench when when Pacioretty comes out? I think that's that's important. I'm starting to look at Kasha if Pacioretty comes back. I want to see more of Kasha. I I actually really like him, and the team is very high on Kasha, too. They have been for forever. So, finally getting him a chance, I don't know if they bench him. Uh, My healthy extras are Stepan and Bear. Again, these two players might not even be on the roster opening night, but I expect Stepan to be. But Ethan Bear might be traded by then, if that's the direction they're going, because that'll give Carolina Carolina Cap-compliant. Even with those two contracts, they have full strength, and if they're both playing. But uh, if Ethan Bear is traded, would you see Jalen Chatfield as, as, as a the, healthy as extra? The healthy extra.
1: The healthy seventh
0: defenseman. I don't see the point in carrying a seventh defenseman unless you have to. Um, and I think, I think a lot of that's dependent on. So the reason why I'd rather carry the forward than the defenseman, and and because, and this is because if you need to call up Chatfield, he's in Chicago, you can get him to wherever you need him to be in a moment's notice. You can call him up when you need him to. But I think you let Chatfield develop in Chicago. That's why he's still a younger player. Let him play. Um, and that and that's only because again, and I have on my notes here, you know, Gardner question mark, and I think a lot of what happens with the back end. It's very heavily dependent on what's going on with Jay Gardner. Is Jay Gardner, is it a minor setback where maybe he just wasn't quite ready in shape, so he's just got to kind of take some more time? Is this like a month into the season he's back? Are we talking he ain't playing anymore? Or, you know, it, it's dependent. If, if he's out for the season and they deem him he's not playing this year, Gardner, LTIR, ball game, you know, I'm not sure. I feel as though the DeHans PTO was done because they probably expected this. So it makes me think Garner's long-term, but that's the problem is setback is very vague and you don't know what that means. Um, but I also have a couple of uh, wild cards if I'm being honest again, um, with what we have here in, um, the hurricanes organization. So, uh, Jameson Reese looked very, very good. And the, um, the: the, pros, prospect the prospects tournament. tournament. Um, this is a huge huge um, chance for him. so if he if he comes in, does that force Carolina to bench somebody, right? Does it force Carolina to make a decision on Martin Oak? Now for the record, I've got three players here. I only truly believe one of them, I don't know which one, but again, hot take again, bold prediction. like you know, I believe one of these players will be on the opening night roster. One of these three, one is a new one that I don't think a lot of people thought about until maybe more recently, after the run, the last one of the the game on Sunday. So, I have Jamison Reese. I think he is the most likely to make the roster.
1: Who are your other two?
0: I think this is a huge year for Suzuki. Huge year for Suzuki. If he does not do well, if he does not perform adequately in Chicago first off, then I think, I think you see him go at the deadline. There's another team might be like, you know what? He's not working out in Carol, you know, but they might be willing to give him more seasoning maybe in Chicago. Right. You know, again, we're talking about trying to get Kane. Maybe he goes Chicago, maybe St. Louis. Again, we've talked about Carolina has been linked many, many times to Tarasenko. There's that there. And let's not forget Jonathan Taves. Um, He's also a player that wants out of Chicago. So you know Suzuki might be a better fit in a, in a city where he's going to get a lot more time. Where Carolina, the roster is a little bit more set. Um, and the next one I think is huge is um, make sure I get his name right, Alexander Pashin,
1: the lacrosse goal yeah. person during that, the
0: uh, prospects game, and that takes so much skill to pull that off. So, what do we see? I, I want to, he, he's. The lowest of the three to make the roster i believe one of these three players makes the opening night roster maybe not playing but they make the roster um, i did not list him as a healthy extra because this is a, a wild cards to make the roster i think one of them might do it but at that point you have to decide is, is martin nook worth keeping around i think But I I like being put in that predicament. I want to be, you know, the Hurricanes want to be in a predicament where they have so many good players. It's a hard choice of who you put in the roster. So I think Pashin, Suzuki, or Reese, I don't know which one. My my gut says Jamison Reese. Like I said, I think he is the odds-on favorite to make the roster out of camp of players that could, that you might not think. Like Jarvis, you know, no one thought he would make it last year, but they expected him to this year, right? I think Jamison Reese will surprise, might surprise us. And I think Suzuki could too. We'll see if his skill level really kind of develops to where it needs to be. But time will tell in the um, training camp. But that's what training camp's for. And I'm honestly looking forward to watching these young kids play more than the NHLers. I know what the NHLers can do. I want to see what these young guys can do. All right. Well,
1: here is my... Thoughts on the predicting the lineup starting with the goalies. I have Ranta and Anderson. I know it's a big shock, I know, just kidding.
0: Who's starting?
1: But, um, to me, starting will be Anderson. I think Anderson is still your number one goalie. I know Ranta played on his head during the playoffs, but it's Anderson's crease, in my opinion. And on defense, I have Jacob Slavin and Brent Burns as the first pair. Brady Shea and Brett Pesci as the second. And then the third pair, this is the big question mark for a lot of Canes fans here. Calvin dahan and Dylan Coughlin. I really think Dylan Coughlin is going to make it due to the fact, one, we know Gardner is not going to make the opening night roster. And second, we know Ethan Baird did not play well. And also considering that the Hurricanes might actually trade him. Yep. So I think Coughlin has the best shot. And I think Calvin DeHaan, we sign him to a contract because um, you don't have any other left-handed defenseman in the group. Mm-hmm. So that is my group going forward. And... I did find out, like when it comes to the PTOs, like for Dahan, they're kind of you can release them at any point, uh, but only for 25 games. After that, you do have to make a point on signing the player to a contract. That's from what I've heard. Uh, now, my forward group, it's different than yours, okay? Because I believe our defense and
0: goaltending was the same. Yeah, well, the defense is more set, I think, than the offense and the forwards. The forwards lines can be like like like, but you heard me say they can they can be all kinds of moved around and it work. So anything you say is is for sure you know an option. Like what I have, like I guess I mean I I poked holes in my own roster of what could be moved around. So
1: okay, so first line I have Teravine and Aho, Jarvis. Mm. This was actually a line that was played on the first day of training camp. Yeah. And they also and in had the playoffs. And in the playoffs, they had really good chemistry. I expect that to be the first line. Second line, this is when things change. Between you and me, I have KK Svetch and Stasny.
0: You put Stasny on the second line? Okay. Yes,
1: because I think you need a veteran player to play with KK and Svetch. And to me, the reason why Stasny fits that bill is because Stasny is known to be a very good playmaker. Yep. Well you know he can finish very well Especially Sveshnikov. Kind of. yep. One he can benefit him and second there's a lot of youthfulness with KK and Svetch both 22 years old. You get some experience in that lineup as well. So I think it'd be more beneficial for Stastny to be in, in the top six roles than playing with Stalin Foss because you already have that veteran lineup with Stalin Foss. Yeah. And my third line is going to be Stall, Faust, and I'm going to have Kasha on that third line. The reason why I don't have Natchez is because I think Kasha has more of a goal-scoring yeah. attribute to his game than Natchez does. Because that line probably does need a goal scorer. And I think he'd be good with Kasha and Foss. He could be that need-a-rider type of player. Yeah, I think it's either him or Stastny. So, Natchez, we know he has a completely different play style. I can't see him being with Stalin Foss. I just can't.
0: I agree. I don't think he plays there. His defensive prowess is pretty good, though. So he, I mean, maybe. It's why he's a, he's a penalty killer. I mean, just is a very good penalty. Oh, killer. he is. So maybe he plays with Stalin Foss, but I agree with you. I think it's best suited for what they need him to do to play on a line that's going to try and score some goals.
1: Exactly. Which is why I have the fourth line with Drury and Netches and Martinook. I don't like having Martinook there. I agree. If I could have Derek step on and plays there,
0: yes. Um You know, like I said, if if they if they give Aho the permanent A, I think you see Martinook step on, maybe Jamison Reese again, you know them kind of rotating in and out, right? So I think, it's all, I think it is all dependent on if he wears a letter this season or if they give Ajo a full-time A, which I don't think they've announced yet what they're doing for the the captaincies for Carolina.
1: I thought I saw an A on Ajo when they were revealing the uh, logo on the shoulders of the 25th okay. anniversary. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but Ajo maybe. wore
0: an A part-time last year at home. Yeah, so he did. So we'll see. I think it's really going to be dependent, again, if Martin Nook is wearing... A letter. If he's not, then I don't necessarily. I th- I think he becomes more expendable. Yes, and again, you're never going to hear us say a bad word about Jordan Martinuk as a person, and as a locker room presence, he is, he is amazing at at both of those things.
1: I say he's the best person when it comes to locker room presence. It's just as a player. Yeah, it's a and little bit a, redundant.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you you need goal scores, and since his first, you know, I think first year with us. After that, it's it's you know like kind of like Fogel. it just kind of went downhill. So it, it's hard, it's hard because I love Jordan Martinook. You love Jordan. We we both really like Jordan Martinook. It's just we would like to see more offense. Now if he comes out and he is just lighting it up and he is playing so much better than he has in the past, scoring goals, skating fast, getting assists, then I am all for Jordan Martinook staying in the lineup.
1: Yeah, I am too. Part of that reason and I also think part of the reason as the years have passed ever since we got him in that trade from Arizona is that the team's gotten better and as your team gets better and better, Marta kind of to me stays the same even though I do think he has declined a little bit especially in his goal scoring. So we'll see on that. but I do have him playing with jury and Natras and the reason why i have natchez with with Drury is because we know Brenda Moore and Natchez have talked about playing center i think a good opportunity for natchez is uh to for him to kind of share the role with someone and he, i mean you could possibly maybe p- do swap him and KK out in the second line but him and Drury i think are, would be a good Competing factor um, on that fourth line, so that's my reasoning. Um, my wild cards, I have Jamison Reese. Yep, I do think he has a shot of making the club, especially if he does really good in the first probably couple of preseasons. I, I, I will get to my view on how I look at the preseason. I'm sure yours too. Um, in a few minutes here, and then I have a safe bet in Jalen Chatfield, because I know he's probably a safe bet. I mean, he, he played some time last year. He really impressed. I'd be sh- honestly, I'd be a little bit shocked if he didn't play at least one game
0: with us. Well, so I, I didn't include Chatfield there because I expect Chatfield to play. He's not on my roster because I expect him to play games in Chicago. There's no reason in my mind. You're trying to develop. You you sign him to a two-year deal. First year is two-way. Second year, I think, is one-way. You want Chatfield to get as much playing time as you can so he stays healthy, and not necessarily healthy, but stays in a a good position to to be ready to go to play because when he's ready, you call him up. He'll slide in. So, yeah, he'll probably play several games in Carolina. My bet is around um, 15 to 20, minimum. So I didn't include him in my wild cards because I'm talking about making outright and making the camp, pushing somebody off a roster spot. I just I don't think Chatfield does it. You know what he can do, but he's not what you're looking for in the power play quarterback. So uh, I think Chatfield is uh, least likely to make the roster of Coughlin, uh, Bear and Chatfield. I think Bear has a better chance. I, I do think Bear's better than Chatfield.
1: Oh, I do too, but if we do trade Bear, Chatfield then is entered into that mix.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, but that's that's why I did not have him in my wild card. So.
1: And I did have uh, Kachekov. I kind of viewed the wild card thing a little bit different compared to you when it came to... Because I didn't really want to look a lot on prospects other than Jameson Reese because I think Jameson Reese is the most likely, yeah. if he did. It's just the Canes are in win-now mode of winning the Stanley Cup. So I'm kind of – my wild cards are more of players who have really good success in the NHL like Jameson Reese and Jalen Tratfield but also yeah. players who have actually – played in the nhl as well and kochetkov and
0: Kuchetkov. and given anderson and ranta's medical history kochetkov is going to play some games in carolina this year if they get through the full season without getting injured which they actually almost did um the uh they had a couple of bit boops, bumps and bruises here and there but that's why you had alex lyon play right so kochetkov will play some games Um, This season, 100% will play some games this year. My guess is going to be somewhere between five and six, max 10. Mm -hmm. But that's if you're, I mean, at that point, that means one of your goaltenders is seriously injured. Um, And if that happens early, then yeah, Kuchetikov's going to be playing a lot, depending on which of the two got hurt. But uh, my hope and prayer is that they're both healthy come playoff time. Same here. And, and and again, I just
1: kind of viewed the wild card that a little bit differently because they're in win-now mode. I don't really want a lot of prospects no.
0: jumping into the lineup. And, like I said, I don't expect, when it comes to Reese, Suzuki, and Pashin, I only expect one of them to make it. And whoever makes it, it's because they've, you know, like Jarvis, they put the coaching staff in an impossible situation where if you send them down, that's just stupid.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we'll see – what Brenton Moore does in handling uh, the players of both Chicago and uh, those of Carolina. Now there are a couple of rookies to watch and, Yours is probably going to be different. I'll give you some time, uh, but the players that I put down were Drury, Reese, and Suzuki.
0: Is yours the same or is yours different? And yeah, those are more or less the same as mine too. I think you know Drury and Jamison Reese are number one and two because Drury is almost guaranteed to make the roster in my opinion. oh I think he's guaranteed too. Um, so you have Drury making the roster, um, Jamison Reese. If Jamison Reese makes the roster. I believe Jamison Reese is a better point score, has more points at the end of the season than Drew. Really? Yes. Because
1: he plays kind of like a Brock McGinn type of player. He's very feisty,
0: physical player. Yes, but I, I still think he, he scores more points. I do. I know it's crazy, but I think he'll score more points. <laughs> but if not, because I think the chances of Jamison Reese making it are, are still, you know, I don't think they're high. I think they're possible, but not. Not high. And that's the same with Suzuki or Pashin. But I also think if Suzuki somehow just stuns and plays amazing and makes the roster, Suzuki will one hundred percent have more points than Drury. But yeah, I mean Jury, Brees and Suzuki, those would be mine. Again, Pasheen, because of the lacrosse goal, just only because of all the skill that takes. You know, maybe that's a player that for for sure keep an eye on him because that that's something to, you know, note. That he's has the capabilities of doing that kind of a play, so yeah, I would love to see Pusheen, more of him. I'm looking, I want to see more of him in in the preseason, just out of an abundance of curiosity for me of what he can do. Um, well, but,
1: we are going to the first game against
0: Tampa. Yeah, and I'm hoping and I'm expecting so that roster be to be pretty much all rookies.
1: Yeah, all prospects, all rookies too. And I also have a list of potential breakout candidates because I think these are players that could really step up to another level. I think Seth Jarvis is a very obvious pick. I mean, NHL Network listed him at the top as well for potential breakout candidates. The sky's the limit
0: for this guy. Yes. Seth Jarvis, I absolutely, 100% think he'll be a breakout candidate. I think he will be a breakout player. You get him scoring 60 points. I think that's what, I think he's capable of that. You're playing on the top six, you should be scoring about 50, 60 points minimum. So I think that's, I think he does it this year. I think he gets 60 points. I think he gets somewhere between, I think he gets like 20 goals, 40 assists.
1: I think he can hit, hit at least 25. 25. Because I think he's a
0: really good goal scorer. So if Adam Gold is correct, and I, and I honestly tend to think he is in this way, and that Jarvis is one of our natural finishers on the team, if that is the case and that is true, then in all honesty, I think we see 30 and 30. 30 goals, 30 assists from Jarvis. Um, because I think he could have gotten to at least 20 plus. How many goals did he have last season? Um, Yeah, let me look at that.
1: I don't remember if he crested 20 or not. 17 goals, 23 assists.
0: So he had 17 goals last year after going on a really long stint of just being unable to produce points. If he doesn't have that, and he plays every game, maybe we're talking 30-plus. And I think that's why he's rated where he's at. If he's consistent and doesn't have the sophomore slump that a lot of rookies have, because... He was a rookie last year. Yeah, I could see 30-plus goals.
1: I could, too. And, I mean, if you're playing with Ajo and Teravina, I think you're going to get your fair share of goals, especially with, the, to me, the best playmaker on the team in Teravina. So I'm I'm really excited to see how Jarvis does this season. And another player I put out as a potential breakout candidate was Yasperi cockney because – Yes, he struggled last season, but he's also proven when playing more minutes and with better players, he kind of does take that next step. Absolutely. So we'll see how KK does any top six rule. Because Brent Moore did say, either him or Waddell, that he's going to be the number two center. Absolutely.
0: I, I, I agree. I think he's one of them. But I also want to throw in a third and Marty Natchez. Um, really? I was thinking of Natchez I, I think, let me put it this way Natchez has to be a breakout candidate He has No, he has to be a breakout player He has to play well If he does not, then I think his career in Carolina is over Oh, I do too The reason why I didn't, is because
1: I thought he had his breakout season Not this past season, but the season before with the shortened season he got forty points in fifty something games, and
0: that's great. But when I call when I, when I say breakout this case, I, uh, you know, I will, we'll we'll change it, not breakout, resurgence, resurgence, and that's gonna be I like it. Natchez, he's gonna you know he is going to be that player. He is, in my opinion, the wild card player on this team. What happened? what is he? Does he show that does he force the organization to put him in the top six spot? Or does he play mediocre hockey? I think in all fairness to Natchez, I almost feel you have to put him in the top six to start the season. Because that's where you want him. For sure. Yes, you it is him. where you want him. You want him, to him be. there. You need him to be a top six player. If you start him on the fourth line, you're doing that in a design so he can take advantage of fourth line talent. Because in all honesty, Natchez is not fourth line talent. He is top six talent. So you put well, him yeah, he on, has top six potential. It's just at times he can play like a fourth liner. Absolutely. I mean, so I, I I think Natchez for this team to win a Stanley Cup, Natchez needs to be scoring on that almost point per game pace. He needs about seventy points. I think that's the kind of player. That's what you want. That's what you drafted him to do. And at this stage of his career, this is what you're needing. If he doesn't do it this year, has to do it next year and get you that set, those about 60, 70 points. And honestly, Natchez is talented. He is. I mean, you've seen it. Oh, my goodness. When he when he put, turns on the Jets, Duke can skate around the crease so fast he can do a wraparound goal. You don't see those very often, but Natchez can do it. He's got the skill. He's got the speed. We want to see more of that from him. So to me, it's imperative that if he doesn't get that sixty, seventy points this year, that's fine, but he cannot be that defensive liability. He needs to be an offensive threat and defensively sound. And if he can do that on the second and I think he's either a second or fourth line, right? If he's doing that consistently, Carolina's in a good good shape because Natchez is very, you know, high end potential, high end player. I really, and, and that's why I put him on my second line here. And that's why I think it's where he'll start the season off. Um, But I don't know what will happen with Natchez, whether he'll be second or fourth line, but it will be one of the two. Maybe he'll center the fourth line. He wants to be center, so they might start him on the fourth line center. Um, I don't know. But I, I believe Natchez is capable of scoring 70 points. I do. He was on that pace. Um so will he I don't know. I think he can, yeah. I think he can.
1: Oh, I think he can too. So uh yeah, we'll, we'll see how these breakout potential breakout slash resurgence candidates do. Um I I do wanna take a minute and uh talk about the players that left comparing them to the players that are new. Um The players that left, we have Trocek, D'Angelo, Niederreiter, Cole, and Lawrence. Now, when you look at the players that left, that's concerning. But if you look at the players coming in, it gives you hope.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, And, yes, Pacioretty is injured, but when he comes back, you just got a goal scorer. Exactly. And, again, I want to stress this. Oh, for the love of God, do not do nothing at the deadline. I don't, I don't care if you think, if Pacioretty comes back, do something. Dear, please, do something. I
1: wouldn't be surprised because they did the same thing with Furland. Remember? The very first season, we got into the playoffs.
0: They're like, oh, we're just going to keep Furland. He's going to be a, a, a,
1: our own rental.
0: Player. Yeah, and that's, you cannot, that, that's not how you win a cup. Not how you win a cup. You need to, you need to keep pace. I heard one, I think it was Waddell once say, you can't react to what other teams do in your division. Well, you should. (laughs) You really should react. But honestly, you should be proactive and and doing And You should be the team that others are reacting to. You shouldn't wait to see what other teams do. You should go out there and make these moves. Now, yes, Hurricanes pretty regularly do trades before the deadline. Nina Ryder as Exhibit A. But Carolina's done it before. Exhibit A, Vincent Trochak brought him in deadline day, so Carolina can do it on the deadline day. I want to see them do it again. I think they have to. But regardless, match Petri coming back around deadline day, my hope is he's back maybe a month before, so you kind of know what you're getting with him, right? Yeah. So he can play some games and you see whether or not he's what you want. Uh, Brent Burns.
1: (laughs) I think he's an upgrade over
0: Tony D'Angelo. Absolutely. I really do. And did you ever think you'd see Brent Burns in a Hurricanes uniform?
1: Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) Seeing Chewbacca in a Hurricanes uniform. I mean,
0: like, wow. To you Star Wars fans out there. And we'll be talking a little bit about theme nights in a few minutes, too. Um, Paul Stasny, Andre Kasha, Dilla Coughlin. Carolina got better. Carolina got so much better.
1: The only question is, and to me, it's the biggest question: in the lineup is can KK be that second line center? Yes, I think the next question is if Natchez can has have his reinsurgence. But if you had that second line center,
0: I think we're, boom. I think Carolina's, you've just replaced a and I think Carolina's set if KK falters, because who did Carolina sign? Paul Stastny exactly who can play second line center? they got insurance for kk yeah. and that's what stastny is stastny can play that second line center he can dish the puck if kk cannot and you got to move him down to your fourth line stastny can take the reins and stastny can can do good he i think he had 40 plus points last season so the dude can score he can get points um so i, I think it's 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 good. Um, I guess a little bit about theme nights. I know we're excited for some of these. Um, right? I mean, it's going to be fun. And and there are definitely things they haven't announced yet, right? There has to be 25 an- 25th anniversary. Um, kicking it off, home night. Home opener. That is going to be a big game. I know you're excited for the home opener. I am too. That's um, October 12th. It's a Wednesday. would have been nice if the Hurricanes could have played in a home opener on a weekend, but... I guess we're just not that lucky, plus the no. Hurricanes uh, start their dreaded West Coast swing because of the evil state fair that comes into town.
1: At least we're getting out of the way with early. Last season well, it was in the even or not,
0: that's not our longest road trip. Our longest road trip, I think, comes in November, and it's like an extra game, and it's kind of wonky.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be on the road a lot beginning of the
0: season yes but which is great which means at the end of the season when you're really making that push to you know solidify yourself in that top spot you'll have the home. home crowd yep to help you uh next one is it's important you know my dad's pediatric oncologist cancer's you know a horrible thing hockey fights cancer night thursday november 17th that's that's a great cause we we love that that's fantastic um that's, you know, it's good to see that the NHL supports stuff like that, right? Um, always good to, you know, a good cause. I know a lot of people, I'm sure some listeners as well, have been affected by it. So, you know, we support you all, and uh, the NHL does too, and it's always good. Every team yeah. around the league. my dad, uh, well, not my dad,
1: sorry. But my grandfather died from cancer, so yeah. um, cancer affects a lot of people. Absolutely. And we just want to support those uh you have gone through or had someone close to them
0: go through it. Absolutely. And um, we have, what, your favorite, my favorite night's yes, going to be. Star it Wars Night. favorite night every year, Star Wars Night. Love this one, love this one, love this one. I love it. It's going to be awesome. We're playing the Seattle Kraken, so guess who's back in town? John Forslund will be back in town, and he's going to be calling that game for Seattle. Um But in this case, Seattle Kraken are the bad guys. And it's going to be fun, though. I love Star Wars Night. It's always it's. That's a must-go-to game. Absolutely. If you haven't, get your tickets for that. That's going to be huge. Everyone loves Star Wars. At least you should. Um, So... Go go to that; it'll be fun. Next, um, January fifteenth is a good one for if you're a NASCAR fan. Go to that game. I went to it this last year. That was, was against cool. Vancouver, I believe. Yeah, they and won it was that cool. Game. Yeah, 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 we yeah. did, and it was cool. And it
1: makes sense too because North Carolina is huge in the NASCAR game.
0: Yes, I think they play. So in it makes sense, Charlotte um i i I don't know i'm not a big nascar guy yeah i don't know much about nascar um if you enjoy nascar go right you get some hockey and some nascar themed and it's going to be exciting next is pride night um that's a big one too but that you know hockey is for everybody if you love hockey you know go to this game you know go it's awesome um i don't care what you know we don't care what you believe what you how you vote how you um believe in any form of religion or sexuality if you love hockey awesome that's what carolina hurricanes hockey is all about it's all about um loving the sport loving the game and come to games come yeah. to games come to games come watch hockey. it hockey it.
1: is for everybody
0: play it um that'll be that's great you know to to, to support love um love of uh, everyone loving hockey Next is the biggest night, in my opinion. This is huge. This is that's the main the main one too, uh 25th anniversary night. Thursday, February 16th, 7 p.m. This is the most this is probably the most important. Most, most emotional. Important I would say
1: most emotional.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be emotional for a lot of fans. Fans who have loved this team for such a long time um i i'm excited for this because i i want to see what they do and just a quick plug too for adam gold show listen to it if you want some great history you you and i listen to it every time then episode drops i think they drop wednesdays
1: yeah it's really good and it actually just shows you that there's actually a very dedicated fan base for hartford yeah so i mean it's gonna be interesting to see if there are any harford fans at this game and
0: what their reaction would be yeah um well let's not with, get ahead of ourselves we have a yes do we have a night that's coming up too that's important. true um next one's kids day that's kind of cool that they do that for the kids um some of them they'll, they'll kind of announce the opening roster they'll have some drawings and goofy stuff around that's cool you know good you know it's fun for for kids if you got young kids who love hockey this is a good night for them for sure uh the next one we just alluded to whaler's night i love this game i did not get to make it last time but that's because i was picking up my little puppy dog who i've introduced to everyone before penny so it was kind of unfortunate you know i had a good reason for not being at whaler's night last year um, but it's a, it's against Boston. It is against their rival when they were the Harvard whalers. Exactly. Um, if you've never been go.
1: Oh, it's so fun. And I have my reverse retro terror buying and whalers jersey. I'll be wearing that that night. And you
0: know, for me, my favorite goal song is the, is the brass, brass bonanza. bonanza. I don't really care for the one we have now. I voted for when you could vote. I voted for brass bonanza. So, um, I, I love this night because I'm hoping to hear it a lot. So, um, next one, you know, military appreciation. Uh, that's, uh, I'm sorry, one more thing about Whaler Night. That's March 26th, 5 p.m. It is a Sunday game. Um, military appreciation night, it's April 2nd, Sunday again at 6 p.m. You know, uh, it's great to honor the veterans and honor those who serve our country. Um, for sure. I think mean, that's huge. You know, I've got f- several family members who served in the military, and my grandfather, my cousin, my brother-in-law. So you know, I, I thank them for their service, and I thank any of our listeners for their service, too. Um, you guys are amazing. Keep up the good work. We really respect you. We appreciate oh, we do. you. Um, this night is great for you all. Um,
1: I have a few friends out in the military, and my grandfather was a World War II That Never met him. But yes, just great admiration for those.
0: Absolutely. They're, they're great people. My, you know, my grandfather was world war II vet too. And, um, is a world war II vet. He's still with us. Um, so, you know, we respect y'all. We appreciate you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your dedication to our country. And, um, this game is, is for y'all. It is a, it is a, it is an appreciation for you guys. Yes, and
1: I have one more question, and then we will end it. Uh, Who is going to be in your doghouse? I think it's just a fun but honest question, because I think every fan has that one player
0: who is a little bit in their doghouse, just a little bit at least. Ethan Bear. (laughs) If if he is in the starting lineup, he will be on such a short leash for me, it will not even be And I would have to say a close second is Marty Natchez. The little bums need to play better. They cost us a lot last season. Natus with his, oh, dear God, turnovers almost every other game. And Ethan Baird, the same. It's like, oh, my gosh, do do you know what you're doing out there? Now, I'll, I'll be honest. They're a heck of a lot better players than I am. That's why you and I talk about hockey and don't play it. But yeah, those two are gonna be my They start at my doghouse. Natchez, I think, has a clearer path out than Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear is gonna need to come in and show me why he should even be in this in this organization. For
1: me, and also speaking about my dad, Martinuk. Yeah,
0: Martinuk. okay, I gotta put him in mine too. He,
1: I mean, uh, I'd, I I gotta see a little bit more out of Marty. Marty I think party party fair,
0: and I think he expects more out of himself too. So I, I think that's reasonable criticism for Nook, for sure. Yeah, it would. Um, anything else you're looking forward to about the season? You know, it's big year twenty fifth. You
1: know, I'm looking forward to the outdoor game.
0: I mean, there I got go. tickets for We didn't even for talk all about us. the outdoor game. That's true. On that, I'm so excited. That is going to be fun. I that that if you don't have tickets yet, yes, they kind of look sold. That don't worry. From what we've heard. And what we've seen on, on Twitter and social media, there's plenty of tickets, and they're going to release them to the public. So if you haven't gotten them, Mike
1: Meniscalco, I believe, even said that in the Canes cast.
0: Yes, yeah, so don't freak out. Do not worry like we did. <laughs> um, you should all still get tickets. And um,
1: I might have a little bit overreacted
0: when I was trying to get mine. <laughs>
1: then, hey, you know
0: what? It's a big game. We all want to go, everyone wants to be there. Um, another big thing as well. Just as a reminder, Mike Maniscalco said this too. These tickets are controlled, I believe, by the NHL, not the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and another thing, I think to look out for: Jersey retirements. Do they do one this year?
1: If it is, I- I'd be surprised if it's not Cam Ward. That's the
0: only player I think you have to do right. It has to be. But Cam I Ward. don't know if they're going to retire. Jersey. I don't expect anyone to wear a number 30 again. So I, I think you retire it. I think Cam Moore, I think he's held in that high of respect in this organization. Um, I say retire it. Do it. Be fun night. to have it. We haven't had one in a long time since. Brendan Moore. So, I was at that game. Yeah, I was too. That was one of my favorite games of all time. It I've was a great to. hockey game. And we won that game too. And it was awesome. But... Yeah, I think it's time to retire a Jersey, and I, and I think Cam Ward as the the Conn Smythe winner, Stanley Cup champion, the goaltender that had to a goalie who had to play sixty plus games a season because we couldn't get a backup goalie because management was so cheap they couldn't get a backup goalie. So Cam Ward was stuck. <laughs> he was he was he went in there and played his best every game whether we put a crappy team in front of him or not. And he's why we won some games. He is the greatest goaltender in Carolina hurricanes franchise history. That's my opinion. He is the best goalie. And um, I want his Jersey retired. The only other player I think you could see getting his Jersey retired, not this year because he's on PTO, but Eric Stahl. I, I think you retire his Jersey at some point. Um, he he was a fan favorite. he, he captained this team through the hardest time in franchise history. And uh, we treated him pretty poorly at the end of it. So I think as a gesture to him, you retire his Jersey too. And Carolina only has three. So adding two more, in my opinion, isn't a big deal. Um, 30 and 12, two players that are, they, they, they represent what it means to be a Carolina hurricane like Rod more.
1: Agreed. Well, let's get some hockey started this week. Uh, We hope you guys have uh, a great week for this upcoming week, and we'll see you guys all next week. See ya. See ya. Oh, and also, just as a reminder, if you guys like this episode, please rate it, subscribe, and leave a comment. It would really help us out to grow uh, this podcast.